Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Friday, September 8th. It's five minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Thank you for joining us. His name is Rob Kendall. You can find him on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find me there. Casey Daniels 317. Of course, we're both on YouTube right now. If you type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. So we've got Ann Coulter having words with Donald Trump. We've got Nikki Haley getting a bump and Danny Masterson getting 30. We'll get to all of that coming up, but we start off with Ann Coulter. Donald Trump (laughs) said that she is a has-been and a stone-cold loser. In turn, she called him a gigantic wussy only she didn't say wussy yeah she didn't she used the word i don't think i don't think we're allowed to say it on these no waves. don't don't do it uh, it's it, it, it's very close to wussy though rhymes with it yeah um okay so we were talking about actually i'll read the i'll read the tweet that she put out okay, okay? so for those of you who don't know i would imagine most of our audience does but ann coulter in like the late 90s through Maybe early 2010s. Mm-hmm. She used to be a really big deal. She was an author. She had a lot of best-selling books. She was a TV commentator. And this was in the days before there were a lot of well-assembled women doing anything other than reading the news mm-hmm. itself. And so Ann Coulter was this, you know, back in the day, a g- good-looking blonde woman who was very direct and was very conservative. And the border and, and immigration were kind of her specialty, but she was very, very, very much in demand. Now, in the with the rise of the internet, with the rise of social media, with the rise of things uh, like the you know the various the Charlie Kirks of the world, you know, and the Ben Shapiro's and their organizations, there's a lot of well assembled women who are now doing political commentary, and she is. I'm not going to say she's faded into the sunset. She's still out and about, but Ann Coulter is not near the draw she once was. But you know, apparently she's a big enough draw that. <laughs> Trump is bothered by her. So, uh, okay, here's the here's her tweet to him, right? And mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it Trump went first or she went first, but she has been very critical of Donald Trump, which is weird, and we'll get to that in a second, because tr- Trump took the issue that was her core issue, which was the border and border security, yep. and was kind of the first Republican to, to talk about it, and I'll get to that in a second. Quote, Trump begged me to come to Bedminster this week. I said only if I could record a substack with him, but the, in all caps, giant wussy, only she didn't use the word wussy, is too afraid of me, so, he, so instead he did this. Mm-hmm. So I think that is, you know, related to her, Trump's tweet, whatever so i think trump went first um what is substack it's a place that you can host a podcast oh okay so she does she records an interview show called unsafe and she puts it on substack okay yes she claims that trump was asking her to come to bedminster and talk and she said okay but only if i can do it on my podcast my show unsafe and he was not interested in that, and that's when the fighting began. So they, she's trying to say, and this is what I don't really understand, is she trying to say, hey, he wanted her to come there to have like an off-the-record conversation with her? Yeah. And then she said, no, only if I can record it. And mm-hmm. he said no, and then 
Trump, of course, then always has to have the opening salvo or whatever, and and then he went at her. Is that kind of what we're deciphering yeah. here? Yeah. All right. So I thought it would be good to do a dramatic reading because Trump did go to Truth Social Media to make his. Isn't it weird too that he posted his mugshot on Twitter, mm-hmm. and then everybody thought, "Oh my gosh, he's, he's gonna, back," and he's done nothing else on Twitter, right? I don't know. I think that's kind of like the the non-endorsement from, you know, the NDFOP by not doing something. Yeah. It says more. Yeah. All right. So here is what Trump had to say. Uh, yes. What would this be? Today is the eighth. Is mm-hmm. that right? Uh, two days ago about Ann Coulter on true social media. And I, <laughs> Ann Coulter, the washed up political pundit. Who predicted my win in 2016, then went unbearably crazy with her demands and wanting to be a part of everything, to the consternation of all, (laughs) has gone hostile and angry with every bit of her very nervous energy. Like many others, I just didn't want her around. She wasn't worth the trouble! (laughs) Exclamation point. Boy, story of my dating life. I think what Donald Trump is saying right there, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Uh, Yeah, so that was what I was kind of talking about is she, you know, for years and years and years, talked about the border, 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 border security, build a wall. Mm -hmm. Trump comes along, says, I'm going to do this, gets elected, and then it seemed like... And I, you know, I may be off on my time a little bit here, but almost from the moment he got sworn in, she got kind of vicious and nasty with him. And my theory on this was she made a lot of money off saying, hey, this needs to be done and this isn't being done. And the Republicans, I think her thing was they don't talk enough about this. Our candidates for office don't talk enough about this and they don't they don't make it a priority when they're campaigning. And kind of maybe leads you to think that she just got angry that he won. He took her talking <laughs> yes. point away. Yes. So what is she going to say now? So she's accusing him of betraying his voters by failing to complete the wall, yeah. even though that wasn't necessarily all on him. And then she goes on to not only rip on Donald Trump, but all of his supporters as well. And she says, why are you, why are you behind him? He doesn't give a crap about you. These poor working class Americans hanging by their fingernails. And she's saying, why are you supporting this guy? He doesn't care about you, but I think I have an answer for that. Oh, yes. She's saying that because she's supporting Ron DeSantis. Yeah, she's a DeSantis fan, and that's fine. Everybody's allowed to have their favorites. I just find the whole thing laughable that he basically at least got further than any person ever did with the thing that is her core issue. Now, Mm -hmm. uh, we've talked about many times, Trump clearly failed to complete the wall. I mean, so by that standard, did he fail? Yes. But he got further and made it a bigger priority than any Republican in the history of ever. Yeah. And she kind of just got nasty with him as soon as he got elected. So, you know, look, she makes money off looks and clicks and listens, and he feeds off looks and clicks and listens. Mm -hmm. And so they're actually a match made in heaven. Yeah, in a weird way, they're kind (laughs) of maybe both in cahoots together. Casey, can we get back to the CNN poll? Yeah. And the nuts and bolts of this. So CNN, we talked about in the first hour, CNN did a poll that they have released that shows Biden is just, 
in a free fall. They had him at 39% approved, 58% disapproved, 67% of Democrats want somebody else. But another component to this poll was they polled Biden against everybody else. Yeah, the, the various Republicans running. And what I thought was interesting, now again, polling is a snapshot of a moment of time. It depends on how the question's asked. It depends on who's sampled. Mm-hmm. When they polled Biden against all the Republicans, yeah. Trump actually doesn't do the worst. No. According to this poll, Trump has, I believe it's a one-point lead over Biden, which is a statistical tie. It's you know within the margin of error, whatever. Trump. So it was 47 Trump, 46 Biden. But what was interesting to me is Ramaswamy actually does the worst, according to this poll. Yeah. He's the one, only one actually losing. DeSantis does the second worst, mm-hmm. which they're in a statistical tie. Mm-hmm. And then of all people, Nikki Haley yep. is the big leader, 49 to 43 against Joe Biden. Although she's not doing very well in her home state of South Carolina. So if you look nationally, Nikki Haley getting a nice bump. Yeah. But she's not successful in her own home state. Uh, it, I don't know what to make well, of that. Okay, so let's start with the one that was very interesting to me because I, I think Ramaswamy, and we've talked about this for a while, and I know you love him and think he's <laughs> just beautiful and very rich, and you like him very much. He's a novelty act. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the Herman Cain of this election cycle. He's the Andrew Yang of this election cycle. Eventually, people will care about him, and once they care about him, they'll uncover all the things he said and done, and they'll he'll get ripped apart. And yep. thank you for playing and uh, whatever, but. DeSantis, to me, is interesting because the argument for DeSantis was... He's Trump without the baggage. And yet, according to this poll, DeSantis does at least as bad as Trump, maybe worse. And so, I guess if you go by that, then what's the argument for DeSantis? Uh, So, you know, I signed up for a Ron DeSantis whatever. I get text. Multiple times a day. Why did you do that? Emails multiple times a day. Why did you do that to yourself? Well, I did it for the show because I wanted the content for the show. He's now giving another uh, trip away to the next debate. You did not win the first trip. I didn't win the first trip. And and now he's doing everything. It's like you can win T-shirts and hats. And uh, apparently some of his donors are now leaving his campaign. And it's to the point where I get so much messaging from the Ron DeSantis campaign that it's becoming a turnoff. Yeah. Like, enough already, dude. Just relax just a little bit. Um, and I don't know if these other candidates are doing that because I haven't signed up for theirs. But I think the lesson here, because we've been at it long enough now, he's been in this thing for, what, two or three months now. And I think the lesson for DeSantis and for people in general, politics, right or wrong, is about connection. And it really shouldn't be that way because whether you like or get along with or whatever your people who are in public office has no bearing on your actual life. There are a lot of people who are super air quote, nice guys who totally suck at politics. And there's a lot of people who don't have great personalities who are really good at politics. Ron DeSantis has done a phenomenal job with Florida, but the difference between him and Trump is Trump is Mr. Charisma and personality. And Ron DeSantis is a plastic man who comes off very <laughs> awkward and unable to connect with regular people. And that's all I can chalk it up to about why he's not doing better. For some reason, his message is not resonating across the country or 
he's spending a lot of time in Iowa, like Mike Pence. Mike Pence even did well in this poll. Well, he did. He did. A, he did. He it, beats Biden in it. Well, yeah, forty six, forty four. So I mean, he's one. He's a point. Isn't that interesting? So I mean, let's just act as though this actually matters. But he's one point worse than DeSantis. But Biden is three points worse against him, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So Pence was forty six, forty four. DeSantis was forty seven, forty seven. Why is Nikki Haley though? What, like, what about her? Where people are like, yeah, give me, give me some of that sweet loving. Well, but- a lot of people think she performed really well in the debate, and this poll took place after the indictment in Georgia. Yeah, and the fact that you know Vivek, as you mentioned, is the only one who is not beating Biden in this hypothetical matchup. The one thing that this tells me. Is at this point, Biden is doing so bad, yeah. Republicans could put almost anybody up there and they're going to beat him. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's wild. All right. Uh, when we come back, Casey, mm-hmm. uh, big news yesterday, Danny Masterson, you remember him from that 70s show. He was mm-hmm. in a whole bunch of other different things. Yep. Uh, he is now going to jail for 30 years uh, for sexual impropriety with, uh, with women years ago. Right. Which is very interesting to me that they were able to prove this thing because mm-hmm. it happened 20 years ago. And a new study, Casey says opposites do not actually attract. That's coming up from 93 WIBC. Huge addition to the roster. That's what Jim Irsay said. Good morning. It is 1021. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It will be a legendary and free night. It's happening tonight at Lucas Oil Stadium. It is the kickoff to the to the Colts season. So, <laughs> I told Casey, I said, John Mellencamp is playing tonight at Lucas Oil Stadium with mm-hmm. Jim Irsay's band and the big, the, they always, he's doing, he started doing this basically every year before the start of the NFL season. Mm-hmm. Jim Irsay, uh, because I guess he gets so much money from poor and middle class people via tax increases for us, for him to have a free stadium is, uh, has enough money to open up Lucas Oil Stadium, which is very nice of him to open up the stadium that we pay for to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's very generous of him, is it? It'd be like you're them letting you live in your own house because you pay the mortgage. <laughs> right. You know? Like, I, I pay I for this. You're going to allow me, one of the peasants, in? Uh, it is a, it, it costs no money to get in, uh, but tickets are required. It's from 4 to 11 p.m. tonight at Lucas Oil Stadium. It, Jim Mercer has a band. Yep. And he's got a bunch of famous people, Mellencamp, uh, Stephen Stills, Ann Wilson, Peter Wolf of the Jay Giles Band are playing tonight, performing various at various times throughout the evening. And uh, you'll love this. I, I told Casey, I said, Mellencamp is playing tonight at this event with Jim Irsay. <laughs> and I totally ignored you, and, didn't and, I? <laughs> and, and then she tried to disprove me. She's like feverishly, which I have no idea why it took you so long to find this. It's all over the internet. And it's like, like you were like, she's pecking away. It's like that meme of, or gif of uh, Kermit the Frog at the typewriter, only it's a computer. And I'm like, lady, this should not be that hard to find. It's all over the place. It really shouldn't have been that hard to and you, find. And you just, and she kept doubting me. She's like, no, this, the, no, I, this is an old one. Lady, I, I'm telling you, like our own news department has been running the story. I, know. I think I, I wasn't typing in the right keywords into my search bar. And, so. then, and then finally she sees it and goes, 
oh, John Mellencamp is playing it. Lucas Oil tonight. <laughs> Lady, I've been telling you that for two hours. I have listened to you, Rob. That's how I get through the day. So the concert's going to feature the Jim Ursay Band and also the Jim Ursay Collection, right? And that was his collection towards his mental health initiative, right? And as you mentioned... So J- Jim Ursay has... Um, because we, again, we as poor and middle class people had our taxes raised for mm-hmm. him to have a free stadium. He has infinite disposable money and he buys all sorts of expensive music mm-hmm. memorabilia, like yeah. famous things. Collectible that, items. I mean, Casey, am I a jerk for p- pointing this out every time we mention Jim or say that, that I, my taxes, your taxes, Kev's taxes were raised so that he could have a free stadium. Like, does that make me a jerk? Am I just an insufferable person? Because that really makes me angry. It's Friday. Don't go there. Well, it really makes me angry that this guy has enough money and he brags about it, right? Like, look at all this famous music memorabilia I'm able to buy. Here, peasant, wouldn't you like to see it for a few hours? You only have that because... You took my money. <laughs> because we're paying for it. Yes. You know what? Something else that's going to happen at the show tonight is uh, magician Chris Angel. He's going to attempt to break Harry Houdini's record for trying to escape a straitjacket <laughs> while suspended 150 feet over the stadium. Uh, okay. Would you like to volunteer? <laughs> uh, well, uh, g- good on him, I guess. I don't know. You should totally do that. Um. And by the way, the all-star band, because I thought, well, maybe, you know, my dear friend, Troy Kennett, Mm -hmm. one of the all-time great local musicians, keyboard player, phenomenal, um, plays in Mellencamp's band. I thought, well, maybe Troy will be here, here tonight. And he is not in the, it is, these people are just playing with Jim Ursay's Mm -hmm. band. It's not like Mellencamp's band is backing him up tonight. Uh, Kenny Arnoff in the Jim Ursay uh, band. People will know him. Kev as a drummer. Yes. Uh, Kenny Arnoff has played with uh, uh, Bob Dylan. He's played with John Fogarty, the Rolling Stones. You would Mm -hmm. totally know Kenny Arnoff. He's the always buff, buff, bald guy with Mm -hmm. sunglasses on it all times you will totally know him if you you see him and also kenny wayne shepherd yeah. is in the jim ursay band which that he seems kind of famous to be in you know it's like hey i'm in the ringo star all-star band okay i get that the jim ursay band though mm-hmm. kenny, kenny, uh, kenny, kenny wayne shepherd yeah blue on black yeah seems, blue seems on a black little, he's, a, like, he's uh, a good guitarist too they needed somebody who could play and right? i'm very glad as a taxpayer as a middle class taxpayer that mm-hmm. my taxes could be raised to give jim ursay a free stadium so that he could afford kenny wayne shepherd to be in his band so jim ursay said this is our chance to say thank you to colts fans and to give everyone a night of togetherness and oh, great music it's I also stole your money. Let's all come together and applaud ourselves for it. He said it's also a way of celebrating and giving back to the arts, which provides so much to us oh. as a society and as human beings. So Jim say getting in touch with his That's great. S- sensitive side. I'm so glad mm-hmm. that I could pay more in taxes every time I buy a soda or a sandwich mm-hmm. so that Jim say could do his cause du jours. And this is this is the uh the classic move where he comes off as the good guy in all of this. Yeah. Look at all that I'm doing for charity. <laughs> he does come across as a good guy because <laughs> it sounds like it's actually going to be a really fun night. Uh, that you're paying for. You might as well go, Casey. Already paid. You've already paid for I it. I love how the tickets are free. Well, you've already fronted that money. Thank you. Uh, we need to have our old friend Jake Query on. Mm-hmm. He said something. This has been a week ago. And if anybody would know, it is Jake. And I know Jake maybe not... Jake is maybe not 
as over the top about his descriptions of things as we are on this show. Mm -hmm. But he was talking about this on, he has the new midday show on The Fan Mm -hmm. now. And he was talking about this, this has been a week or so ago, uh, that it's something like 40% of everything that rolls in to Lucas Oil Stadium that is non- like Colts, Colts yeah. related goes to Jim Irsay. So I think that's like parking concessions, all of like, like I, I guess it's, yes, it must be tickets. Yes, Cause he was talking about Taylor Swift. This is when the Taylor Swift thing was going on. Yeah. So 40% of the Taylor Swift ticket sales, yeah. whatever that gargantuan, this is the really crap. You want to, why I hate these people down the street from us <laughs> at 200 West Washington. If indeed that's true, which if anybody know, it'd be Jake Query. He has absolutely no reason to lie. We they negotiated such a terrible deal that not only does Jim Irsay get a free stadium, not only does he get on the back of the taxpayers, mo- on the back of taxpayers, mm-hmm. and all the money the Colts generate, he's a gajillionaire because of that. But he gets forty percent of all the ticket sales from everything that rolls into Lucas Oil Stadium. Mm-hmm. So think about it. if Taylor Swift. I don't know what the average price of a ticket there is. Let's say it's one hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> well, that seems low. That, that, that's the street value. I don't okay. know what the actual price of. Hey, here you you are one of the lucky ones. Here it is. Let's just be reasonable and say it's one hundred fifty bucks. So forty percent of that. I don't know what the math on that is. Let's see, fifteen, twenty. Uh, 30, 40, 60 bucks. Uh-huh. 60 bucks of every ticket sold if it's a $150 ticket. To Jim goes to Jim Irsay. No crap. He can have these air quote free concerts mm-hmm. and look at all I do for charity. Yikes. It is Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. He could be 70 when he gets out. It is 1033. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So that uh, 70s show actor Danny Masterson sentenced to 30 years to life in prison yesterday, convicted of raping two different women. So he's 47 years old. If he serves the full term, he will be 77 by the time he gets out. This story was so wild because what he was accused of and now obviously convicted of doing took place basically 20 years ago mm-hmm. and look i'm not a prosecutor i'm not a uh, an expert crime scene analyst it would seem to me and and you know again full disclosure i didn't follow this case super close other than hey here's the verdict and whatever it would be rather hard to reconstruct something that happened 20 years ago. Yeah. But apparently not once but twice they were able to do it and he was convicted of these sexual improprieties. Yeah, he's going to serve two 15-year sentences consecutively, one for each charge. He also has to register as a sex offender. So they tried to try this previously and the case was thrown out, right? So then they went back for round two. He pled not guilty to three counts of felony rape following all of these accusations, three different women, including a former girlfriend. And as you mentioned, the uh, attacks took place between 2001 and 2003, but they had Jane Doe number one and Jane Doe number two testifying and they went into how they've been sick from it and all of the trauma that it caused him and the court sided with the the women in the case and now Danny Masterson I I believe his acting career is over uh yes and and we should have Brian Baker back on sometime soon to talk about this because he's very obviously since he worked in Hollywood very eloquently can very eloquently explain and describe 
how just what complete trash most of these people actually are mm. and uh it does it does bring about not look danny masterson is not a leading man he's not you know a guy that's making a gajillion dollars but he was a pretty successful actor on a very successful show and had roles for many many years in hollywood then based off the success of that show and you would look at that guy on the surface and go wow what a cool guy what a you know what a you know decent enough looking dude and was very successful and had the world at his you know at his disposal and you say wow i'd really want to be him and then you kind of realize nah he's just a creepy weirdo who just happened to be on tv so there's a lot of people saying that the church of scientology was trying to cover this up and of course they came out and they said there's no policy prohibiting or discouraging members from reporting criminal conduct but the women in this case said that the church of scientology was trying to discourage them from reporting their story masterson he was arrested in 2020 and now it's taken three years for this to finally come to fruition and uh you know he'll be he'll be spending some time do you think that he'll spend the 30 years the full full term eh, it's i mean Cal- this is like a it's california good behavior right yeah i mean it's california so who you know who knows they just let the one of the manson people out so mm-hmm. you know it's it's never over until they decide it's over right so probably not but it is a, another example of an incredible fall from fall from popularity and again not to say he was the level of Tom Cruise or The Rock or anything like that, but mm-hmm. he was a pretty prominent person on what was one time one of the leading shows in America, and uh, he's done. Yeah. It is 1037. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You want to talk about this new study that yes. says opposites don't attract? Yeah, this confirms what I've thought for a long time, but you go ahead. Uh, okay, so it says that uh, couples are more likely to be similar than they are to be different. Yeah, this I, I thought this was bull for years you know there's like opposites attract Mm -hmm. i thought "Eh, do they really do you really want to be with someone who is different than you that you don't have a lot of points of commonality there may be an initial let me rephrase that there may be an initial attraction and that might produce some sort of Mm short-term why are you looking at me like that (laughs) Go ahead. No, what I mean, you clearly got some. I know where you're going. You're trying to say some initial um, friction, some initial attraction. Yeah, that's great. But that's going to wear off. Yes, and that's my point. Is long term, I've never thought that. Oh, we're polar opposites. That that's super sustainable. No, again, there. I'm sure there are obviously cases of people who are very different who have had very happy, successful lives together. But I would say, in general. You got to, on the core stuff, at least be pretty aligned. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to have to your values in line, or that's just a recipe for disaster. Right. And this study said that 80% of people do. They analyze different traits, and they range from political views to where you stand on drugs, yeah. uh, age, and even the first time that people had intercourse, because that all is part of your moral compass yes and you know what you're made of and they go on to say that between 82 and 89 percent of traits of the couples that they examined they were similar and they actually weren't opposite because you could could imagine being with somebody in a long-term relationship and you don't see eye to eye on 
big stuff. Yeah. Religion. How many children do you want to have? What sort of lifestyle do you want to live? I mean, you don't want to be in a situation where you're constantly at odds with somebody. Yes. Trying to make the relationship work. It's not going to happen. Yes. So very, and this did not uh, surprise me at all. And I just am, uh, you know, anytime someone proves me correct, uh, <laughs> we have to talk about yes, it. Yes, I just thought that was very, it was kind of like a well duh thing to me, but mm-hmm. apparently not to others. Okay. Uh, another thing that I wanted to mention Megan Kelly, uh, formerly, she was on Fox for many years, Megan Kelly. She is having an interview with Donald Trump. It'll be the first one in seven years that the two have been together, and it's going to air next week. I want to start today with a big announcement. Huge, huge, you might say. Here at the Megyn Kelly Show, we've welcomed many of the 2024 contenders. Vivek Ramaswamy has been on a bunch of times. Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, Chris Christie. You may remember my lengthy sit down just last month or late July with Governor Ron DeSantis. Even RFKJ has been here since his announcement as well as before. But next week, I'll be interviewing former President Donald Trump. It will be my first interview with a former president in seven years. And there is so much to get to. I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be great. Uh, It's going to be spicy and it's going to be tough, but it's going to be good. And hopefully we're both going to enjoy it. Uh, I think you're all going to enjoy it a lot, too. We're going to have a lot of time to get into a variety of topics in person, sitting down with him in person. And then we will air it in full on Sirius X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So... He's breaking up with Ann Coulter, and now he's running back into the arms of Megyn Kelly well, from one bond to another. Meg, so the Megyn Kelly, so for those of you who don't know or remember, so Megyn Kelly was big on Fox News, mm-hmm. um, and I believe Megyn Kelly's name when I first became familiar with her was Megyn Kendall, and then it quickly became Megyn Kelly. <laughs> and you can put a, a bunch of things together on what happened there. I don't think we need to go into that. Um her name was something different and then it became Megan Kendall and then it became Megan Kelly is how I recall all of that going together. doesn't matter. Anyway, chuckle, chuckle. Um, she was very f- popular on Fox News. She was offered a gargantuan amount of money to go to NBC. Mm-hmm. Everybody looked at that and said, there's no way, because she's very conservative, she was going to make it on NBC. She looked at the size of the check and said, don't care, see ya. She made it about I mean, I'm not joking. This was a very short period of time, like six months or something. And everybody got super, because they're super liberal, got mad she existed and was allowed to breathe the same air that they did. And so they basically paid her to go home. And it was some, Casey, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was something like over $20 million Mm -hmm. a year. Mm -hmm. And she worked like six months and then Mm -hmm. they just said, you're out of here. And she said, thank you. I'll go to a beach somewhere. Yeah. Well, that's obviously over and done with. And if you will remember, Megyn Kelly and Trump did not like each other. It's Trump, so who knows what the reason was, but they were openly feuding. She was, as I recall, the moderator of one of the first presidential debates. Yep. She was, of course, very direct with him. He didn't like it, and then he famous. Yeah. He, he famously, because, she, you know, she, he, you, we all know what he was getting at, but Trump, Trump famously said something like, yeah, boy, she was in a very bad mood or she was very mean to me. And he said something to the effect of she was bleeding badly from mm-hmm. her eye or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he caught himself in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the greatest lines in the history of ever. Well, and there was also that movie, uh, Bombshell, which was... <laughs> based on her and also the fight with Trump. And so I'm 
curious how this will stack up against the Tucker interview. She was bleeding badly from mm-hmm. her eye or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll see how it goes. She just uh, introduced a new set for her podcast. It's all red. She said all the other networks have blue, uh, and so they chose red. Uh, But it's next week, and I I think it may be pretty interesting because they had a pretty public fight of falling out, and we'll see if they they make up. She was bleeding badly from her Uh eye or whatever. Stop saying that. It's 1043. (laughs) It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 1048. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And here he is, Jason Hammer, joining us in the studio. I shouldn't laugh at this music because it's really insulting, but it always puts a smile on my face. Like, whenever I hear, hey, 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 mm-hmm. it puts me in a good mood. Are you ready? I think I am. How do you think you're going to do? Man, I'm kicking myself that I didn't make it last week. Again, I didn't drink as much water as I should have last week, but here's a little inside baseball. Yeah. Maybe it's too much information. Like, 30 minutes after our segment last mm-hmm. week, I had a colossal blowout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like if I would have had that, Mm -hmm. Before the weigh-in, I would have made weight. Were you on a flight from Atlanta to Barcelona? (laughs) That was not me. They did not have to turn the plane back around because of me. Uh, uh, Just quick reset for people who are new. Uh, Hammer, as he does, seems like once a year, Hammer will look at himself in the mirror and go, I'm morbidly obese and something must be done. (laughs) And to your credit, you've always been able to lose weight just as you have gained it with relative ease when you put your mind to it. And your goal is 50 pounds. Right. Each week you weigh yourself uh we observe the weigh-in to make sure there's no shenanigans if you are lower than the week before we give you a big round of applause we write it on the board and everybody goes on to the next week if you go up you have to put five dollars in a kitty which will go to me and that is the greatest motivation because you hate me that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And even if you plan to donate the money to charity, I hope these kids don't get more than $5. Yeah, that's what we did last year. Remember, we gave it to Dockage's uh, Cycles for the City, I yeah. think. Last yes. year was what we did with the, the money, and we'll probably do something like that again. It's 365 days or 50 pounds, whichever comes first, and I get three timeouts throughout the course of the process. So, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever. If you know you're going to go up, you can just you know right. use, a, use a timeout and no harm, no foul. Uh, you started at 271 on the 11th of August. August, you were uh, 258.8 at the last weigh-in, which meant you went up, so you have donated $5, although collectively you're down about 12 pounds. Yes. Okay, so 258.8 is the number you need to beat this week. Okay, so we're just about one month in here. Mm-hmm. Let's see where we're at. All right, here we go. Chubby's waddling over to the scale. It may break. I don't know. <laughs> here we goes. This is the number, actually, Casey. I told him before he got on the scale mm-hmm. out in the hall. I said, I think this, I, it troubles me, but I know you so well. No, I can generally tell whether you have gained or lost. And I said, I think you've lost about four pounds this week. And it looks like I was almost right on the number. 254.4. <laughs> Congratulations. Nice. Down 4.4 from the previous week. Yeah. Uh, so now you're down about 15 and a half total. And so 254.4 will be the number 
to beat next week. Yes. Did you know? So we did the story. There was apparently a baby elephant born at the zoo yep. earlier this week or mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. And a baby elephant actually weighs 260 pounds. So we said <laughs> the baby elephant was the same size as you. Well, thank you, Rob. I uh, I appreciate that very much. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of my whole life, I've been compared to elephants, whether it's ear jokes, whether it's fat jokes. I can't get away from the elephant references. Uh, You and I had some fun last night. We were uh, watching the Chiefs-Lions game, and it went as as it usually did. It started with three of us, and then about 30 minutes into the game, it was down to just two of us. On the text thread. Yeah, and we ended up cheering harder than Nigel did for his own bet. So Nigel makes this ridiculous parlay bet, (laughs) and I've always said parlay bets are sucker bets. Yeah, they are. They're total sucker bets. Everybody wants to brag about winning their parlay. They never brag about losing the 15 before that. Yeah, yeah you're right. So Nigel makes a four-legger, which mm. is, and it's really tough to hit. 10 bucks could pay out 80. Yep. And he gets the first leg of it. Mm-hmm. Like this dude for the Lions scores the touchdown. Yep. So Rob and I are like, all right, one down, three legs to go. We never heard back from Nigel. <laughs> he had already blacked out slash went to sleep uh-huh. at that point. Yeah. Like Rob and I root harder for his bets than he does. Yeah. <laughs> and this is how it is when you have a text thread with Nigel. Like the first 30 minutes, he's engaged, he's sending gifts, he's funny, he's wacky, and you can tell what he passes out. And then the best part is the next morning there's a, a, a an anger text when he realizes he did not win his parlay. Win his parlay. <laughs> right. And often it's things that we've already talked about yeah. in the text thread. Right. He's yeah. got to go back to it. Well, I noticed that you had posted something question posed to us from Rob M. Kendall. <laughs> Do you think Gracie Hunt, the awesome billionaire heiress to the Kansas City Chiefs, has ever been to Golden Corral? I almost commented on this. Yeah. You guys are texting without including me again, but then I did like Nigel, and I just I yeah. Got you got to keep up. And, and said, if you're going to no. get in, you got to because it ends up being three hours basically of Hammer and I mm-hmm. cheering for a bet we're not even involved mm-hmm. in, right? And and our own commentary, and I mean it, it is like it, everybody goes to a party. You got the friend who goes and has too much to drink up front, and by ten o'clock we're putting a lampshade on his mm-hmm. head. It's just Nigel without him being there, right? Yeah. Our text thread is like a very dirty version of the Manning cast. Yeah. At one point last night, my wife looked at me and said, how much have you had to drink tonight? And I said, less than Nigel. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get back to the question, though, Mm -hmm. because the smoke show daughter of the Kansas City Chiefs, Gracie Hunt, and I've got her photo posted up on our Facebook Mm -hmm. and Twitter, at Hammer and Nigel. She's a 10. She's former Miss Kansas. She's unbelievable. She likes to take the revealing photos. Mm -hmm. Do you think she's ever been to a golden corral? Because Hammer and I were having various, like, what could you... So she's super rich. She will inherit the Kansas City Chiefs. She's obviously very well assembled. And Hammer and I have been having this ongoing conversation. As a man, yeah. what could you possibly say to her where she would go... She would be impressed yeah, by? I, right. will, I will go out with you. You're interesting to me. What do you buy her for Christmas right. and her birthday? So your angle is to take her slumming. Well, because I, she's never done that I, before. I was thinking about, like, reasonable things. <laughs> Things we could do, uh-huh. and uh, like uh, somehow prompted Hammer. Do you think she's ever been to a Golden Corral? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say no. No way. There's, There's no, way. no way Gracie Hunt has ever been to a Golden Corral no unless it's to make a donation or to pee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> pull over. Yeah, I'm not even sure she's ever been to a buffet. Period. I bet she's been to a buffet. I bet she's been to a wedding or something like yeah, that where that, there's a spread. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that pro- or like she probably has been to Vegas and there's the right. Vegas buffets. That's kind of a hip thing to do when like you're in Las Vegas. Like the Bellagio buffet yeah. is like a fancy restaurant. Yeah, it's a big it's deal a to go there. Buffet. Yeah, you're absolutely right. right. Yeah. It's not, it's Has a- she ever seen a chocolate fountain? <laughs> Fresh strawberry. Maybe at one of those high-end weddings. It was not the Golden Corral fountain, chocolate fountain, though. Like, I just can't see her and, you know, the owners of the Kansas City Chiefs pulling up Party of Four Hunt. Uh, Real quick, Kev, do I have time to ask this question or do I have to? Yeah, okay, very good. Okay, so I feel like I kind of got conned by Jonathan, who's Tony Katz producer yeah uh, he's getting married this weekend mm-hmm. and he invited me to the wedding and yeah. you know he's not from here he moved up here and he's met this girl and he I was, gave him a shot in the back you know, okay so he was like hey, he invited me to the wedding and I thought well this poor guy mm-hmm. you know like he's not from here I think he's from Tennessee or Arkansas or someplace like that and how many friends could he possibly have here so like I'm his co-worker and we're cool so yeah, yeah of course like I'll do you solid I'll come to your wedding he reveals on the air with Tony Katz today he's got 180 people coming to this oh, wedding wow. oh wow and he did it uh-huh. on the first Sunday of the National Football <laughs> League and I went out of sympathy because I didn't think anybody else was going to be there Kevin and I discussed this I think we're going to crash uh, you Please can take crash. my spot. <laughs> like, do you get a plus one? Yes. Then Casey could be your plus one. Oh, I'm going to tell my wife, up. yeah, you can stay home so I can take Casey. No, no, no. I think she'd be okay. No, I no. mean, I went out of sympathy. I mean, I like the guy. He's nice enough. But he did it the first week of the NFL. <laughs> I remember DJing weddings, and I'd look closer at the contract. Oh, oh man. And they already said I'm going to go. I have to go. Make it appear. You have to go. Make it appear. Go. Yes. go for all of us, Rob. Wait for the first dance and then leave. Yeah. What do you have coming up, Hammer? It's Beer Sample Friday. Yeah. It's been a long week, man. We are going to have a good time this afternoon. Let's have fun. Thank you. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.